Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. It is Saturday, September 23rd, 2023. I gotta actually look at the calendar. I've got Deb here joining me. Hi. In the final installment of the journey to Planet Serpo. Kind of part of 10, but actually it's 11. One more time. (laughs) Tell them. Tell them what you did. I don't want to tell them. Tell them. Okay, I coughed. I don't like hearing people coughing on podcasts, so I have a I have an override button. Don't touch the button. About three quarters of the way through the episode. That's why if anybody's curious, I don't know if anybody cares, but there was no, uh, this episode was supposed to be for last week. So I posted it. And um, as I looked at it, I noticed about three quarters of the way through, right when I hit the, the dump button, it uh, I didn't turn it back on. <laughs> so there was no sound for about a third of the podcast. So if anybody actually made it that far through, they'd find out. Nobody complained. So I'm thinking, back ah, <laughs> you probably knows. didn't. <laughs> you probably didn't care. Nobody knows. Well, I put it on the MUFON website and everything. And, you know, I guess... The Serpo thing. At least it happened this time, not when I had. You know, I. It's easy to. It's easy to get you back in here. Is it's it? not as easy. Keep <laughs> trying. What book are we going to talk about next? I don't know. I'm going to have to find another one so we can do the same. We could thing. do one of my books, but. Yeah, we could do that. And just you got to go. Oh, I know. I've read some of the ones you've been reading. If you you some, shouldn't leave those laying around. Some some random novel. You we'll said there, read there was some, you know, pretty There's pretty. A, sketchy parts in there and oh, I, sure. that I read and you're like oh no that hardly ever happens and i looked at the about a week later i looked at it and it's like god oh, it's still sketchy uh-huh. still <laughs> don't try to deny it okay all right so part 10 they're gonna return make sure we're actually recording <laughs> i swear to I'll god i will not do this again Matt will come in. It'll be you and the dog. No, Matt will come in, help me. Okay. Put the dog in this chair. (laughs) I've got Matt on in a few weeks. We're doing one of the board of directors for MUFON in a few weeks. And she's coming on. So I'll just bring Matt in for an hour early. Yeah, he'll love that. Dude, we got to do part 10. I'm not doing it again. All right, so it's the return. Tell me about it. Okay, once again, the team remained on Serpo for 13 years. They paid a three-year penalty for their inability to keep track of Earth time. After all of their time devices failed, they tried desperately to translate one revolution of Serpo to one revolution of Earth, but were not able to keep up accounting discipline. You know how I don't like the fact that they lost track of time. I know. it's, it's, (laughs) It's a very hard thing to believe because... Yeah, well, you know, if I know, it's not like I want to get the heck out of here, but it's more like... I want to get the heck out of here. I'm going to put in a 10-year Serpo term. I mean, it's not like there was some reason that they had to do exactly 10 years. So, you know, if you leave a little early, it'll be okay. You've learned. You've learned the ways of the Serpo. Will you be short with me? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little too tall for the picture. (laughs) It's like our height differences are a little different. We usually have a pillow under you, don't we? Yeah, I don't want my pillow. They knew that a Serpo day was 43 Earth hours, so to compute Earth months from Serpo months, they would need, and we're going to do some math here, <laughs> multiply 43 times 30.2 and divide by 24. Is everybody taking notes on that? That means, I'll give you the answer, that means that 54.11 Earth days passed for each Serpo month. So all they had to do is keep track of Serpo months of 30.2 Serpo days each, and then multiply by 54.11 to calculate the Earth time passage days. So I'm, 
Well, again, they, they spend a lot of this time, you know, nauseous, not fed well. You don't do math well. When, eating, not eating. Yeah, yeah the they, food wasn't that good. They, you know, they probably had some issues and, you know, I don't know. I would have put a marked, somehow marked the cave walls, like, you know, some like, kind of Or prison. the prison walls <laughs> for that, score it. Yeah. Each time I saw a son and then figure it out later. Well, they had two sons. I don't know if it, no, the sons never really... The sun's never really set, I think. They were always just kind of... It did rotate, but I think it's almost like the sun was with it. They that's, said it was never really dark. That's hell. But oh, somehow their record-keeping do broke down. They couldn't res reset their results properly. It's easy to understand. I mean, it's not easy to understand how this could have <laughs> happened despite their best intention plans to maintain military discipline. Marking Serpo days by the movements of the two sons may have been more difficult than it seems. And then, of course... How does one accurately measure 20% of a day? Well, you just do what you just said. I don't, I mean, they're scientists. <laughs> you some know of them I, were. Well, some were, and some were security people, and some were pilots, and that kind of thing. Um, the team returned to Earth on August 18th, 1978. Only seven team members returned. Three had died, one in the alien spaceship en route to Serpo, and two on the planet. Two decided to remain on Serpo and to live out their lives there. Just so everybody knows, this is the 10th installment as a reminder. The other nine, and I'd like to just kind of take a second before we proceed, that I'd like to thank the people that, because there were several weeks in between Serpo episodes sometimes, and there were actually people that asked, when are you going to do the next one? <laughs> we're laughing, but thank you. Thanks for following along. Uh, Anonymous responded to a question about why two team members decided to stay. He says, why, team members, why some team members remained, the debriefing reported that the team members who remained did so voluntarily, as opposed to being, you know, oops, <laughs> who was in charge of loading him? They fell in love with the culture of the Ebens and the planet. They were not ordered to return. Yeah, well... You can't really order. What are you going to do? Go get them? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because as, like I said, the other nine episodes, we explained some of their experiences on the planet. And they don't describe anything about the, sm you know, they never said anything. There, there's, a, there's a lot more. This is obviously uh, the secret journey to the planet Serpo where, you know, we're parodying the book. So, but they never talk about what it smelled like. You know what I mean? What the, what the smells were. You know, any detail, you know, and I thought, although they, they described because they did venture, they did survey um, a, a lot of the rest of the planet and described some of the um, flora and fauna in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting. You know, they didn't go into that great a detail. We're trying to, we're not trying to figure out. We don't know if this is science fiction. Um Again, well, it's it. explained in greater detail in the previous episodes as to, you know, science fiction versus, I don't want to say fact, but, you know. Communication with the remaining crew members, the two who stayed on Circle, lasted until about 1988. No other communication was received from those team members. The two who died on the planet Serpo, number 899 and 754, were placed in coffins and buried. And then their bodies were returned to Earth. So, yeah, and the uh, go ahead. So they were 
returned to Earth and then buried. Yeah, they okay. probably exhumed, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, or whatever they do with their bodies right. on the planet. I don't remember them. They do have a ceremony for death. Right. They talked about that in the prior episodes. But the other thing I'd like to mention is they the communicate. They just talked about communication. It's I'm thinking, as you communicated, didn't you not communicate back and forth with Earth somehow? Right. With the you know with the planet yeah, did not somebody ring the bell of you know you should have been home two years ago you should yeah been home what's, three years are ago. you coming home yeah. you're late for dinner don't you want a mcdonald's hamburger <laughs> the two died on the um oh that was regarding the debriefing anonymous has this to say and anonymous is the one that's conveying the story um and that's how this came about is that he's one of the ones that you know, was had he wasn't at the planet, but he was in again, you know, a third party that talked about who, you know, the story from someone who was there or that had access to the diaries. The returnees were isolated from 1978 until 1984. You know, the fun never stops. The I know. stops happening. So you're interned from 78 to 84 at various military installations. The Air Force Office of Special Investigations was responsible for the security and safety, and the FOSI also conducted rebriefing sessions with the returnees. I'm sure they did. For, yeah. For years. Six for years. Four. So you spent 13 years and six, it's like, your life's over. I think they, you know, you know when you sign up for something like that, that, you know, it's, they're never going to let you out into civilian population. Because for one thing, you're probably one of those people on the street. You know, people think you're that guy on the street corner. You know, I saw aliens. Yeah. I went to another planet. I went to another planet. Yeah, you're probably still there. Well, it's funny. In the beginning, they had two alternates. And one of the, you know, they had the 10 people or the 12 people. And then one of the alternates, one of the people decided, you know, I'm not doing this. Right. He was halfway through the training or whatever. He says, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in. Yeah, well, and that would have been me. And you're, but, <laughs> but, no, but you're also, no, I'm not, I'm not going. But you're also not out. Yeah, I know. They, yeah, they kept you. The yes, yeah, you're exactly you're... right. They kept you interned to the prison. Yeah. Not, I mean, you were treated well, I'm sure, but, yeah, but it's, but you can't go out and talk about anything. Yeah, you're not free ever again. A comment sent into the website by someone who calls himself anonymous too, adds the following: We did have a special unit that handled their debriefing. But USAF Positive Intelligence was also involved. I was never involved in that program, but I knew other agents who were. Sure you did. Yeah. There is common agreement that the returning team was debriefed for a solid year. And the information they gave is contained in a 3,000-page document. Well, you thought that one book you bought was long. Yeah, big. Anonymous claims to have access to that document and have it garnered all the information that was submitted to Victor Martinez the email moderator from the book. Victor Martinez was the one. There was a um, serpo.org, which I can't get access to right now. I don't know. It's down or something. Um, I think there's an alternative website, but there's a security thing on it. And I'm a little, you know, I'm like, you know, eh, I don't know if I want to click involved? on that. You know, well, it's not that I'm afraid, you know, it might be some weird, you know. Yep. Rick Doty commented on that. My hero. Rick Doty. In an article he wrote for UFO Magazine in 2006, Doty says, 
We must remember that Mr. Anonymous will hardly have the 3,000-page report in his living room just sitting there like a Sears catalog. <laughs> a coffee table book. <laughs> the report will be guarded under the tightest conceivable security, and the conditions of access are unknown by us. Yeah, Rick Doty, is, he's a disinformation officer. Um, he's an inexperiencer. He's told stories. You know, he's the first person, you know, and I don't know how he is able to tell some of the stories he does, but we'll be going. I'm going to take you to a convention sometime that he's at. And we're oh, gonna, boy. We're going to question Are we going to dress up? Uh, yeah. You want a shirt like mine? Everybody like the shirt? Yeah, everybody loves your shirt. We, <laughs> we found his shirt twin in an <laughs> antique store. Sure that, that was where this exact shirt, we went antiquing in Sutter Creek. <laughs> and I turned around and I'm like, oh, no. There's kinda, another one. Stuff. It was it was kind of surreal, actually, wasn't it? I mean, it it's was... It's a shirt. I, yeah, but this shirt. I mean, what are the odds? It's on Facebook. I know, but... It's for sale. You're saying that <laughs> nobody would want to wear that. Well, I have to agree with that. <laughs> In but... public. I didn't wear it. <laughs> Shocking. Maybe I'll wear it tonight. We got a MUFON. Uh... Yeah, you... Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be looking for UFOs up in anybody that hears this cuz I'll post it before uh, you know, we're up at Coloma. So everybody meet up at Coloma at the park up there and uh, we're, we're going to be star watching, you know. your got, alien shirts. I got I got my night vision goggles. Debbie doesn't want to go. I'm so proud. Debbie doesn't want to go. Oh, Debbie's not going. <laughs> We can hypothesize. There's Max. <laughs> we can hypothesize hypothesize that Mr. Anonymous may not even have access to the. Do we need to dump? Do we press the dump button? No, don't touch that button. <laughs> She's gone now. May not even. Who was it? It's uh, the girl with the elderly dog. Access to. Okay. We can hypothesize that Mr. Anonymous may not even have access to the documents at all and may be relying on memory, someone else's memory, or someone else supplying him with the information, maybe by phone or by tape, under conditions over which he himself has no control. Um, this might explain some of the inconsistencies. However... Anonymous is highly qualified as a historian. What did Anonymous post that? As a historian on ET contact affairs. See the introduction for a detailed discussion about his involvement with the Red Book, a complete history of government extraterrestrial contact. That's kind of a plug there. I don't know if we need to even read that, but that's okay. Uh, the Red Book. The Red Book. Hmm. I thought, the, okay, the Red Book was something else. Ooh, nice belch. According to Anonymous, the last survivor of the entire team, including the alternates who remain on Earth, died in 2002 in Florida. That's See, now that's a person that knows how to retire. Everybody goes to Florida to die. <laughs> that's what they call What did my son call it? He had a name for Florida. Something about it's a place you go to. I don't know. It's God's. I wish I could think God's of it. Funeral, huh? God's funeral. God's God's something. You know, about the old. God, yeah. Where you go to where you go to check out. In August two thousand six, Bill Ryan, the webmaster, received the following message from anonymous source in US intelligence. Yeah, he's really anonymous. It's and he anonymous. posted it on the website on August thirtieth, two thousand six. Um, every single bit of information from the postings regarding the crew logs mm -hmm. is absolutely correct. Well it must be. I verified <laughs> 
What's that? Of course it is. <laughs> I verified that the logs are real and were transcribed from official tape recordings made by the crew. There are 5,419 cassette tapes that contain voice recordings. I've heard one of them, but saw all of them in a secure environment. I'm making sure that red button's on. I make sure on. the button's not blinking. <laughs> I, know the, I know those logs are genuine. I was given the opportunity to see them and listen to one in its entirety, which was made by the team commander himself. What? How could someone fake 5,419 90-minute tapes? Do the math. It would have taken 338 days to fabricate the tapes. No, you just have a pile of blank freaking tapes and nobody's going to know. <laughs> Do they know that there's stuff on that tape of government cassette tape? Is, that type of government cassette tape is no longer sold today. I didn't know they had their own type of tape. I don't know that they do, but... But they were a military issue then. It's it's just OD green. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, you know, one of those, what, what do they call them? What are they doing? The cassettes. Um, uh, there were no cassette tapes available to the public until 1968. I didn't know that. I probably should. I didn't really know they I had wasn't cassettes. old enough to buy cassettes in, in 1968. <laughs> you had vinyl. Mm. The, yes. the crew took 60 boxes each containing 190-minute cassette tapes, which is 6,000 tapes. So they just packed 6,000 cassette tapes into their little hovercraft, and off they went. These tapes were recorded during the mission to Serpo over the course of their years away from Earth. Each crew member had a recording device and recorded their observations. Didn't they have issues with other things running out of power? Once they returned, the tapes were transcribed over a period of seven years. Didn't they have other, I mean, did their recording devices just live? What are you doing? Yeah, how did the recording, how the power to the recording devices live? Yeah, there's a dog bothering me. Um, look at the uh, look at the critics trying to destroy this fantastic true story. Oh, is that Deb? me? <laughs> Critic. Is that me? If I were the keeper of the, you actually said, I don't know, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, were the keeper of this information. I wouldn't release it to anyone except the general public through the news media. Yeah, the news media these days, Yeah, I don't think they're not even going to... You know, we have disclosure hearings and they don't even <laughs> publicize it. Don't, don't make, don't make okay, me go that's, there. That's not good. There are some true believers in the UFO community who would believe, wouldn't believe the story if God himself told it. That's right. The photographs... Oh, the photographs... The story of the release of the photographs taken on Serpo is torturous. Victor Martinez did everything in his power to obtain and publish the best 100 of the over 3,000 photos brought back to Earth by the team. But despite the tireless and heroic efforts of both himself, Bill Ryan, and Anonymous, they were blocked at every turn. Ultimately, they had to concede defeat. Anonymous did eventually send Martinez a computer disc containing six photo images. So we're down to six pictures. I know. Now. We've had thousands. Thousands, and we're down to six. And I've seen the double. Well, they'll talk about it in a minute. Containing six photo images. But, as will be seen, five of those were compromised. Compromised. And in the end, only one questionable photo survived. You know, I, I'm on this, I, you know, I'm on this trip, and I get back, and I find out. This is after they're, I don't know if this is after they're dead. But I find out that I spent 13 years with thousands of photos and 3,000 pages of documentation and nobody gets to look at nobody it. Nobody gets to see all that. You know, we once had a vacation, all the photos from a vacation returned from Photomat with, that were 
just useless and you couldn't see anything. And you know, my mother was really upset. So I can understand how they Do you feel. remember the vacation? Yeah, we went to Disneyland. It's the only time my parents ever took me to Disneyland. And my mom took, you know, the Instamatic camera, hundreds of pictures, you know, with all her little rolls of film. And then we came back and she dropped them off at Photomatic. None we got of them back. Came there out? was nothing. I don't know. She probably did something wrong, but she she blamed Photomat. But you do you remember the trip? You remember the rides you went on and things? Vaguely. Yeah. You don't need any photographs. You were there. I was there. But she she was very excited about the light parade. Remember the light parade at Disneyland? Oh yeah. Very cool. I took you to Disneyland. I took you to Disney World. Yes, you took me to both, but you never showed me we didn't see the light parade. Because we don't stay up past nine o'clock. Oh yeah. There's that. I don't want to leave with the rest. It's not the fact that it's late. It's the fact that I don't want to leave with the crowd. We we escaped while we you could. You know, Uber was bad enough when we left earlier. All right. Okay, so you're back up there with your... You're here. Oh, I thought I didn't know you did. Only one questionable photo survived. Yep. The forces preventing the publication of the photos were just too powerful. Following is a shortened timeline of events surrounding the release of the six photos sent by Anonymous consisting of extracts of direct quotes from Release 22 written by Victor Martinez. We get to hear from Victor. It is reproduced here to give the reader a taste of the complexities surrounding obtaining and reproducing the photos and to counter the inevitable objections to the Serpo story based on failure to release these photos. I tell this story to the even to people in our community, you know, our UFO mm-hmm. community, and they don't believe it. <laughs> Late Saturday afternoon, December 9th, 2006. I go to my post office box and there's a CD waiting for me in a nondescript package. Ooh, that Ooh. plain brown wrapper. I knew Anthrax. instantly what it was and I went directly to Kinko's to view it. Since I didn't need, don't even know how to insert a disc into a computer, I immediately quote hire one of the employees to open it for me and execute any and all functions I want or need. I offer him $20 an hour above his hourly wage. That's not even, you know, that's kind of today's. Well, today's this was wage. in 2006. Each image file was 13,946 megabytes in size and could never have been received by me at Web TV, which has an incoming capacity of 10 megabytes total. I had to make two sets of color prints for me and then quickly left. I informed him and other curious employees that what he and they had viewed were pictures from a future sci-fi movie produced by SKG, Spielberg, Katzenberg, Geffen in Hollywood. Yes, because Spielberg often uses Kinko's. Yeah, and it's like, who's <laughs> Katzenberg and Geffen? Is that, do you know that? Yeah, those are other producers. Oh. On Monday, December 11th, 2006, I overnight the disc to a retired... Signals Intelligence Data Photo Digital Analyst for the National Security Agency, retired in Linthicum, Maryland. This Serpo photo release has been in the works since September of 2006. I only have, quote, the sunset photo on hand to share with Bill Ryan and Carrie Cassidy at the time. So you have one photo. Did I show you that photo? I, I have think that. you have. Bill provide well, it's not, and that's the last one. I mean, it just looks like Montana. I mean, you know, it's not like we have any, you know, any Ebens in it or a spacecraft or it's just the sunset. So it's kind of, 
Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you think they would have done like a group photo where everybody everybody lines up down in front, tall people in the back, okay? <laughs> tall, tall everybody smile. in the back. And you know, there's always going to be that one guy that was looking this way. Yeah. You know? or, or, you know, their eyes blanked. Yeah, there's always somebody that's... You their know, eyes are shut during the picture. In a group photo, nobody ever looks good. Bill provides me something called the FTP for the Serpo.org website, so I inform him that I'll have my NSA, there's a lot of alphabet things here, and my NSA contact friend download the images directly into his website. On Thursday, December 14th, my NSA contact friend phones me around 6 p.m. to, regrettably, inform me of a huge slew of problems with what anonymous gatekeeper has sent me. I'm floored extremely disappointed and dejected by what he has to say. Four hours later, we're finally off the phone. It did take four hours four to tell hours. him that he, I don't know what he's, what the problems might be. He doesn't explain that. So then on, on Friday, December 15, I mail a duplicate copy of the CD with the original uncompressed um, images this time to Bill at 1024 a.m. I have no copies for myself. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> Friday, December. I, you know what I'd be like. I'm never but, giving everything away. But when he says I mail a duplicate copy, where's the other? Where copy? did he? What did he do with the original? So I'm, I think he's confused. Okay, so Friday, December 15th at 8 p.m., all of the images compressed have been successfully downloaded into Bill's Serpo.org website by my NSA friend. I wish I had figured it out then. I would have at least been able to look at them. <laughs> On Sunday. December 17th, right after Sunday brunch, when I'm all full of mimosas, Bill, <laughs> Bill shocks me. You're about with, ready to have some barking. With oh, a there you go. Look, I called it. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Is it her coming? Oh, no. Some people does. might think that we should clo you know, close, close the door so the dog won't bark. Oh, but he loves barking at all his little <laughs> friends. He barks at them every day. Um, Bill shocks me with a cell-to-cell call placed at 1.30 p.m. informing me that his serpo.org website has been successfully hacked into and that two of the photos have been posted on a debunking website. You can copy stuff off of a website without hacking into it. They're outed as fakes, something Bill, my NSA contact, and myself already had concluded and we were not going to present them as being authentic, genuine, ever. So I don't understand that I don't statement. Either. Why would you not um, present them as being authentic or genuine? Yeah. Something yeah, Bill, so that's yeah. interesting. Fakes. <laughs> outed as fake. Something Bill and my had concluded that we're not going to present them as being authentic. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. We were. Huh? In a weird sort of way, I don't think you should put we in there. I think they were not going to be. Yeah. As, in a weird sort of way, the criminal act actually assisted us. It's important to note that the images obtained by the computer criminal. Criminal. Probably from the UK because that's where the that's evil people are. All the criminals. <laughs> the UK. <laughs> probably from the UK. I don't know what. Why would the UK yeah. be a problem? Were not the original ones that were received by me from the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. They were compressed JPG files. And we knew instantly that the source for these photos was Bill's website. Because of another built-in security feature. And what might that be, Deb? It's interesting that... <laughs> Deb's going to try to figure you it out. I mean, <laughs> the part, a, 
the, you don't have to hack a website to see the stuff that's on it. Did they take it though? But, Did they go on and? But take you it? just copy it. I mean, stuff on a website is so easy to screen print, grab, whatever. Uh, the images on the original CD mailed to me have completely different file names. You can also change the file name. The one downloaded from Bill's website were renumbered by my NSA contact to coincide with the stream sequence. That's how we know they were illegally obtained via Bill's website. What about Bill's website? Was that the Serpo website? We finally, yeah. we finalized the plans on uh, on the time of the stream, and Bill advises me that after viewing, having viewed the images for himself, remember he hadn't viewed them yet at lunch on Thursday. Mm -hmm. He chooses to reverse his position and withhold from public view and mass from public view, all five of the images pending a further clarification from Anonymous. Note, only the sunset, sun's set, it's very hard to have portal sunset. suns, is being made available at this time as 94 of 100. I tell him that I fully support his decision, whatever he chooses to do at this point. I trust, support, and reaffirm his sound judgment. You're you're a nice guy. How would you like to have to say that every day, though? At sunset. 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 <laughs> Subject report by retired signal intelligence analyst, National Security Agency, Fort Meade, Maryland. Photo analyst report on six circle photos on 17 December 2006. I'm trying to think of where I was in 2006. Regarding conversion of six images to JPG format, executive summary, six images in digital format were provided for reprocessing. I'm not sure what they're trying to say here. Just a report by yeah. a signals intelligence agent. But the conclusion by the task analyst is these six images require more investigation, <laughs> analysis, and verification, and lack credibility in many technical respects. They are far below the NASA JPL 1960 standards in terms of quality. They had much better cameras. Well, did they send them with them? Or did they send them I think with what they, an Instamatic? I think what they sent them with <laughs> yeah. were those disposable cameras that like, you get it on the table at a wedding and everybody just, you know. Oh, everybody yeah. take pictures. Take your own, well, you save on photographer doing that. Yeah, and then you, well, you get the, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. And that's what they had all over the their camp and on Serpo. Well, and also there's a kind of high radiation. That's why everybody kind of died of cancer. It's it, it, and I think that may have an effect on effect on the film. Maybe. Probably, especially that old film. But I mean, they said they had the pictures, and all of a sudden they they vaporize except for six. I'm, you know, it's kind of right. weird. Well, it's not weird based on everything that happens with this kind of thing. This mixture of six images taken as a group is inadequately explained. There is low confidence that these six images are related to a real Serpo disclosure. Details of image processing. The initial six images were supplied in BMP format under the file names Serpo images 001BMT and 06. The files as received were not encrypted. The original image file names were changed during creation of the JPEG files to fit an expanded numbering plan for internal reference purposes in case several sets of images with the same names were received over time. Yeah, the markings indicated that the original images uh, from this set were in volume 12, section 24 
course. Bowling Air Force Base Project Serpro case files. All images, including any excess white area, were 1,700 by 2,800 pixels and approximately 14.3 megabytes each in size. That's a big, big photo. Is that a big photo? Yeah. Uh, for display and retrieval, retrieval purposes on the internet, the images were resampled to a width of 800 pixels with proportional height ranging from 427 to 935 pixels. A 2% reduction of red was applied to color compensate for conversion to non-progressive JPEG format at 15% compression. This is a great deal of explanation for, yeah, I don't know. If, well, they're telling the story and, you know, what how it ends up. So maybe that has some meaning. To me, it doesn't. <laughs> No, it just means they were they were resized to be more internet friendly. And they could have said that, except for cropping to eliminate excessive white space. The pictures were deliberately everybody's falling out at this mm -hmm. point. We're deliberately not improved. They're using hoping you hit that dump button one more time. <laughs> dump the video too while you're at it. Not improved using software filters and standard techniques. The original source image for number ninety-seven was upside down. It had to be rotated one hundred and eighty degrees. <laughs> See, I, you had to turn it over. The original six BMP images have not been subjected to detailed stenographic analysis. There is evidence of, I'm going to go to this again, moi. Moi patterns in these images, particularly number 94 A and B. Yeah, I would have said so too. <laughs> Typically, this is an artifact of scanning a color halftone picture. These patterns or interference lines are much more pronounced in the original BMP files than in the smaller JPEG versions. Since moi patterns are, <laughs> do we know what that means? Moi. Moi. M-O-I-R-E with, what's that over the E? A thingy. Okay. In direct scanning of the 35 millimeter photographic film or continuous tone prints to digital format. That, so they had 35 millimeter cameras. Yeah, of course they did. Um, in contrast, the moi patterns and telltale regular black borders around images 98 and 99. I wish I could have the images so they could see what they're talking about. You're not about. allowed to see those images. Or, I don't care about the border. I just want to see the pictures. Are consistent with pictures roughly cut out and scanned from books, magazines, and other printed sources as per a retired NSA analyst. Ah. And why would he say anything else? In release 32 by Anonymous, he gives the past and future dates of Eben visits to Earth. This confirms the 1978 return of the team 13 years and one month from the date of the departure. The first were six return visits, and there's a great deal of visitor detail. Visitor yeah. details. Just, um, we're not going to give you the... Okay, they were in August of 78. Um April of 83, April of 91, October of 96, November of 99, November of 2001, and um, Thursday, November 12, 2009, at the U.S. Unincorporated Territory of Johnston Atoll and the Acau, Acau, item, Acau Island, the, the landing at Johnston Atoll. Yeah, there's a lot about the Jackson yeah, Atoll here. Yeah, 2009, a visit was made to Evans by remote location on Earth. So they give a, you know, we don't need to go over the hour, what time it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can go but with they, them. They landed on a flat portion you can start from of there. the next northwest sector of the island. Yeah. With 18 officials from around the world met with the Evans, And they included people from... From our planet. Our planet. Yeah, and um, 
One was from the Vatican, two were from the United Nations, nine were from the United States of America, broken down by one from the White House, from the Obama administration, two from U.S. intelligence. Did you see that picture on the internet with Obama Michelle and the Obama? alien? No, was, <laughs> I've seen that. But Michelle, Michelle Obama with a photo and she's pregnant and she's got her hand and she's got six fingers on it. We know, okay, we know it's Photoshop, but oh it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Oh, I was going to repost it on the Facebook page, and I go, you know, I just, it's just, it's just too wow. much. One, okay, continuing by who we got, got who the U.S. got to see, uh, one linguist, five U.S. military representatives, and then from other countries, one from the People's Republic of China, well, it's not supposed to invite them. One from the Russian Federation, four invited special guests. Oh, we don't know who they special are. Special guests, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get invited. Yeah. Okay. With additionally, addi yeah, additionally, okay. a very special set of gifts were exchanged, which I didn't think were that special. They even <laughs> provided us with six gifts that would assist us in future technological developments. Yeah. In return, the Vatican gave the Ebens two 12th century religious themed paintings. Ooh. <laughs> Furthermore, a future meeting date was set for no set for November of 2012 in addition to a previously scheduled visit on Thursday. They like Thursdays, November 11, 2010 at the NTS. I would have given them a Rubik's Cube. It was just a painting. <laughs> Really? I know. There's they give us technology. I know that. Well, they're giving us, yeah, future technology, and we're giving them a painting. But that's about right, though. I mean, we've got nothing. What do we got to offer these guys? Give them, give them a vat of holy water. Well, there's a, there's the theory that they just evolved differently, and they, you know, understand technology a lot. Maybe they've been around a lot longer or whatever, or they've discovered things quicker. So it's not the fact that they're any better. It's the fact that they just evolved in a different way. Uh, technologically speaking, we know now that the Evens did return to the NTS on in 2010 and in 2012. Um, I won't give you the dates and times as planned. Victor Martinez gives the following information about the Johnson Atoll. We know that it's a 50 square mile atoll and it's one of the most isolated atolls in the world. And you don't need to, it's, yeah, there's... Yeah, it's in the vicinity of the Hawaiian Islands by about 750 miles. So we won't give you the you know the the latitude and longitude. Please don't. You can look it up on Google Earth if you want to see where it is. It's still around. I actually looked it up one time. I Did to you? Look, you want to see what it looked like? Yeah, I was interested to see and what it looked like. Talk about Starfish Prime and Operation Fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. Do we need to go into all? No, that? we don't need okay. to go into the you know how it was made, you yeah. know um, how it was managed. Um, it's. You know, it, it's a former atomic test facility, which may be significant. And it was a site for five uh, high-altitude nuclear tests during the 60s called Starfish Primed and uh, Operation, like you said, Operation Fishbowl and classified project, uh, larger former classified project of Operation Dominic. Dominic. The final report, the seven surviving Serpo team members returned in August of 1978. We know they were debriefed for a solid year following their arrival back on Earth, resulting in a 3,000-page page book containing all of their reports. Then, in 1980, a finally, final report was written. What, does somebody have to summarize the 3,000 pages? Uh, yeah, it's... Well, you know, you would have to go through and edit it and that kind of thing. But yeah, where do these things end up? I mean, that's always the question Some of any evidence somewhere. of anything. 
We don't know if it's in some, you know, Indiana Jones warehouse. Yep. Like the Crystal Skull episode. Um, as previously mentioned, Carl Sagan was one of the, the signatories to that report. The final report is being kept in a vault at DO. We know where it is. Yes, it's right there. The final report. Maybe I can do a FOIA and say uh, in the vault at DIA headquarters at Bolet Air Force Base in Washington, along with the debriefing book, all other CERPO-related documents, audio recordings, and photographs. See, I'm just not asking the right I'm yeah. just not asking the right questions. Vault 22A, which, you, you know, know I, yeah. I'm not asking the right questions. That's why they keep telling well, me. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, for purposes of assisting future <laughs> historians who may be able to use the Freedom of Information Act to gain access to all this material, it's important to identify the federal document number of the report. There is some dispute about that number, of course. Gene Laskowski says it is... 80HQD893-20. Paul McGovern agreed and added that it was classified top secret code word. Yeah. Um, you need to know that code word. Though. Maybe I should. Yeah, I don't have the code word. <laughs> it's just Serpo. Keep, just keep guessing. I'm just going to send him that number. Is this it? Is this it? Sunset. This <laughs> Sunset. This number was confirmed by Victor Martinez, who claimed it is to be the same as the number received by Anonymous. Moreover, this is the identical number displayed in the title frame of the film from the box video discussed in Appendix 13, which you won't be able to see here because you'll have to buy the book. So there is every reason to believe that this is the actual final report number. It's, however, however, in the comments submitted to the website, the author who, author who said, most of the released information is truthful, said also the final report is contained in a document entitled QW. The title was classified. The document number is pound 80-0398154. So anybody out there who wants to do FOIA requests, use that number or the one we previously mentioned. And Good luck. Uh, Good luck. And then in 10 seconds, they're going to reply that they don't know anything nope. about it like they did with me. Nope. It's like, oh, did you look in there? Did you actually look for this? Or are you just saying no because it's crazy? It's a no. While the overwhelming evidence, I like I said, I did an FOIA on it. <coughs> and the, um, should have hit that dump button. We did. <laughs> Touch that button. While the overwhelming evidence supports the previous numbers. This is reported simply in the interest of giving future researchers everything that was submitted. So, I, you know, I don't think I put that number in there when I asked for the quest. Okay, well, Maybe I'll, I'll do again. another one, see what they say. Yeah. And so that closes the final chapter of this remarkable story. We know that the last survivor of the Serpo adventure died in Florida in 2002. Their lives were shortened by the intense radiation they absorbed on Serpo. They died as they lived. Sheep dipped and unknown to the world. Well, we sincerely hope that they weren't made to suffer the final indignity of not having their real names engraved on their tombstones. We, we would hate to think that in death as in life, they remained identified only by three-digit numbers. I can't believe they would let them out in. No, they never. We will remember this, some of them as Skipper, Sky King, Flash Gordon, Doc 1 and Doc 2. That Those are sucky nickname. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, they are now clear, clearly engraved in history as giant figures in the inexorable march across the galaxy by the human race. 
what we learned from the evening science and technology essentially revolutionized our current understandings of physics and biotechnology. The fact that these understandings have not yet trickled down to earthly industries is due more to a matter of internal relations. International. International relations, politics, and economics than to the readiness of our universities, corporations, and medical institutions to translate this amazing knowledge into practical usage. And that's that's something that just continues to be a problem, you know, for what we think is real, you know, UFOs or extraterrestrials that we allegedly have seen that we, that, that holds true today with what we're going through. It's insane. Our scientists were already beginning to comprehend this new paradigm of the universe in such areas as quantum physics and advanced electromagnetics. And our biologists were close to breakthroughs in DNA biotechnology. So we could be utilizing science today and could be living in a virtually utopian conditions. We could. It is inspiring to know with these amazing groundbreaking innovations are waiting for us just around the corner once we resolve our tangled earthly affairs. We don't want to be, we don't want that to happen. The military industrial machine is never going to let us. We need. It's a money thing. We need conflict. Well, plus, yeah. humans need conflict. We always need to be pushing up against something. Well, let's be conflict, you know, and ex exploring other planets, not just killing each other. Uh, I mean, does it have to be like... It's so much easier. You're such a German. <laughs> we are already <laughs> flying anti-gravity craft. Are we? Oh. Somebody is. And are using stem cell technology to cure a host of previously intractable medical conditions. This is just the beginning in this part of the book, I have summarized the main categories of Eben technology. I don't think we needed that part. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you German in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Jew. Yeah. Oh, so mean. oh, we're going to get slammed, but this is going to be banned. <laughs> Anti-Semitic. <laughs> don't say it like it's a bad thing. While these advanced technological breakthroughs are being kept from us, there is one source of futuristic information that they cannot control. We can at least learn about what an incredible lifestyle awaits us from science fiction films. Yes, yeah? exactly. These movies. This is what it's come down to. I just this one makes <laughs> this makes me feel like I'm I'm in a Disney film somewhere. These movies energize our uh, award ceremony. They energize our imaginations and sustain us while we wait. They have allowed us to live in the new world in unreality until the reality arrives, especially since we now understand that they may be part of the public acclamation program and are actually true depictions of what actually exists. Yeah, I believe Stargate, released in 94, is a good example of this. Do you? Yeah, Steve Spielberg's classic film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I made you suffer through like yeah, just weeks ago. Yeah. But, you know, it gave movie audiences a thrilling Taste of the Future, as it showed the 12 American military personnel boarding an alien craft and departing our planet for a distant star system. So anyone watching Close Encounters, if you want to fast forward to the end, if you've seen it a million times and don't remember this, there were 12 military people dressed in dark sunglasses and, you know, military attire and ball caps, you know, dark ball caps. And what, what, what about that? You know, I mean, did that come for? Did that come first in the story? We're gonna make us. Did they to, revolve this whole story? I need to get you together with Steven Spielberg so he can. Uh, Stephen and I need to talk. Yeah. 
you know. While we thought it was fiction, there was something about that scene that made us believe it could and would happen. And with the revelations about Project Serpo that emerged, emerged 28 years later, we now know it was real. Well, that wraps it up. It wasn't 44 episodes like I promised. Thank God. <laughs> well, I had to cut it off. I mean, it does. The book does go on. And but on. there's just so much. Just It's like they tried to fill in with a lot of. And they start repeating themselves, you know, it's, uh, repeating things that mm -hmm. they previously mentioned just in this last chapter. So, I'd, um, again, I'd like to thank all the people who followed along with the journey and, and cheered our efforts. Factor Fantasy, we we never, um, we, we may never really know, Deb. Yeah, I don't know. No. So we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Don't tell me how boring this was. We know this last one, yeah. kind of wrapping it up. Don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, don't rub it in. <laughs> at least I'll know if you say that, then mm -hmm. you, you heard this. Um, visit us on Facebook. Check out our website at alienprobe.net. Facebook is Alien Probe Podcast. Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. Check out YouTube at alienprobepodcast. Like and subscribe. Thanks again, Deb. Thank you. It's that two was... hours like a movie. Yep. That was fun. Watch the skies. I'm going to be doing it tonight with MUFON. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>